When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to 11 Personnel. That's me, Nick Roush, screaming through your YouTube tonight, along with Adam Luckett, and as always presented by our good friends at Monticello Bank. Luckett, Chucky Austin, Tennessee. We're moving past that. <laughs> We're on to Starkville. We're going to talk a lot about that Mississippi State game. Uh, but before we get into all that, we do have to – we got a lot to clean up from around the world of – college football because the sport has gotten extra silly sillier than normal um so I'm, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit um i mean just a lot of tomfoolery happening and we even got matching back like connor basilite just threw a touchdown who knew he was playing for bowling green now i certainly didn't that was a fun little surprise and we haven't even gotten to into the really a coaching carousel yet so, I mean, but it's really gotten off the rails. I mean, this has just kind of been a wonky season. When Northwestern and Michigan State, their coaches get fired randomly um, for scandals. Then you've got, I mean, this Connor Stallion story just gets wilder by the day. I, I, I could expect anything in this story. I, I mean, it just gets, it just feels like it's so layered and like they just, They've broken the surface, and they're just going to keep finding stuff. Um, now, like it's even even the sleuths online could just crunch tape of Michigan opponents and find him on the oh, sideline. They're, apparently, they're they're crunching more tape than he crunched of other teams. I mean that that's where we're at now. Uh, it's like a fun game of Where's Waldo, except college football edition. It's it's about as rain as it gets. Central Michigan did not expect Jim McElwain to factor into this equation. Well, but it's not surprising. Of course, of, of for someone's team, for him to be on the sideline, of course it's Jim McElwain. Um, so not surprised by that. So that has been just, I mean, it's been wild that ha- that how that's all shook out and how it's going to continue, I think, to shake out. Uh, it's going to be interesting you, to follow here over the next you, couple of months. Do a college football sideline. You're breaking up there, Nick. Could you say, could we, could we get on a college football sideline? Yeah. Yeah. Have- yeah, I think Nick's breaking up here. Um, could we get on a college football sideline? I think we could uh, pretty easily. Um, thing with that is, if you know, if you kind of act, it's just like anything. If you act like you know what you're doing, um, then it's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I know Nick's going back and forth. I'll ad lib here a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that there was a game day did the huge feature on the Texas A&M guy who was just had, got a pass somehow and was just on the A&M sidelines while they beat Bama was in the locker room. So I, there's so many people with these football operations. Like if you have a pass, you could do pr- pretty much almost anything. And I think that's what you saw with Stallions.
We got Nick on the move here. I think he's on. He's muted right now, probably for a good reason. Um, he's talking, but we can't hear him. At least I can't. Um, I'm sure he's saying um, some words that are not safe for uh, the YouTube show here. Um, at least we would need a parental advisory on that. But uh, that's our DKS bar internet. It's not working. Um, now we got Peak on the show, so we're we're doing the whole thing here. Um, 11 personnel, everybody. Week 10, things get a little wonky. We're going to try to reset here. So in, in the meantime, let's just open up the chat. Q&A, AMA, ask me anything here. And this is kind of how we'll do the show here for the next few minutes. So we'll ask away. Um, Heath Bully asks, tell me why UK shouldn't win going away this Saturday. I'm kind of with you here, Heath, which we'll explain later in the show. Kentucky matches up well, and Mississippi State has an awful, awful pass defense. Should be a good day for Devin Leary in that Kentucky throw game. Uh, every quarterback that plays Mississippi State this year is having a career game. The numbers are worse than Kentucky's. Um, so I, I think Kentucky should score 30-plus points in this game. I really do. Um, and the Mississippi State, it sounds like they'll be without Will Rogers potentially. Maybe even Woody Marks, their best two players on offense. That lines up for Kentucky. Chaka asks, question for Luckett. Cam Dooley chances? I think that's really good. Safety from Alabama, basketball player, 6'3", 6'4", can really move. He's got a nice athletic profile. Just started playing football late in his career. It was Kentucky, Vandy, in Missouri in June. He took official visits, ended up at Missouri committing. Now he's back out of that. After Kentucky's turned the heat up on him. Um, but they're not the only ones. Wisconsin has offered. Maryland has offered. He's supposed to visit Florida this week. Florida's been in to see him there in Alabama, so that's one to watch. But I really like Kentucky's chances there to get Cam Dooley. It sounds like he's going to visit next weekend when um, Nick Saban brings the Crimson Tide to Lexington. Any portal QB names to watch out for? I think it's a little early for that, Walker. Um, we're still trying to uncover what's going to happen. I think Malik Murphy at Texas is obviously one everyone's going to watch, see what happens with him. Play good last week against Kansas State this week. See what happens with him. Blake Shapin at Baylor is an interesting one for me. Baylor runs a pro-style wide zone offense, uh, and he's been good when he's been healthy, Blake Shapin at Baylor. So that's a guy I would keep an eye on. Like if I was making a short list, he would be on it for what Kentucky wants to do. Um, and I believe we got Nick back now. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. You're looking good now. Well, I, something's – this office, nothing can ever just go right the way it's supposed to. Uh, so, is the temperature right. okay? Is the temperature okay up there at least? It's, it's fine, you know. A little on the chilly side, but I'm not. It's football weather, you know. We're not we're not playing through the snow in the glass bowl, but um, you know we're we're we're, we're making do. We're making do. Um, we made it work though because we have great friends on our side, like our presenting sponsors at Monticello Bank, where for a hundred and 28 years they've put people first they've got locations in 21 different markets 14 different counties where people matter they're gonna put the numbers on your side whether you're getting a home loan auto loan whatever kind of personal loan you need uh whether you need a loan to get a new computer or you need a new office loan to fix your office internet whatever it may be monticello bank they can hook you up where people matter NBCBank.com, the Go NBC mobile app is where you can bank anywhere with Monticello Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Lucky, I did get take over Steaks. Uh, Steaks. Uh, we'll, we'll start calling him Stephen Peak Steak for short. Took over Peak's computer, and now I have the controls to everything. I, there's so many more buttons on his end. So, 
I might press something and the whole podcast goes kaboom. But is there an easy button on there? Is there a guarantee win button? Man, I wish. You got any oh. drops over there? We've got Polacek in the chat too. We do. We had a little We had a little AMA while you were gone. It was uh we answered a couple questions there. Um so we we passed the time very um, yeah, you were crushing. You know, not gonna say not gonna say it was easy, but we 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 got some good filler there. There wasn't much dead air here on week ten's <laughs> episode eleven personnel. Um, unfortunately, we can't bet on who we're, we're still waiting for uh, our friends at FanDuel to post the props so we can bet on who's going to lead Kentucky in receptions. Uh, but we can blame Zach Arnett for that, right? Look it. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not uh, super kind to Zach Arnett and me and Nick Nick's text change exchange today. Uh, but yeah. I mean, pretty much, he's just not saying who's playing Saturday, and he's done this three weeks in a row now with Will Rogers, and then Woody Marks was surprisingly absent last week. So we're not going to know what what's going on with them at quarterback until I'm in Davis Wade Stadium well, and we're watching warmups. Uh, we're not going to know, but we already know it's Mike Wright. That's the part. That it seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless you're going to go with the true freshman, which I don't think would be the worst idea. Well, the thing about that, I was doing some digging today. Apparently, Chris Parson had, like, uh, a severe knee injury last year. So he's recovering oh. from that. So there's so not – He might not even be healthy. He not, might even be practicing full go, right. Um, so, at, at the the games, the, the walk-on quarterback has been kind of the one taking the twos and the warm-ups. Um, these last two weeks when Wright has started. So, um, gotcha. They might not. He might not have an option now. I could be wrong on that, um, but he might not even be an option. So I mean, I would expect it to be the Mike Wright show. Uh, hmm. Marks, I think, has got a good chance to be back in the lineup. Uh, but it seems like, I mean, it's weird. It's weird what's going on with Rodgers because he had a hurt shoulder. Twenty twenty one. It was going into the Kentucky game where he had hmm. an AC joint injury and he went out and had the best game of his career. Um, two years ago, and now he's got a shoulder injury, and he can't. He's not even dressing for these games. Little odd. The last two, at least. Yeah, little, little odd. odd. Weird stuff in Starkville. We're gonna get to more of that later, but um, we got to talk about one of our favorite characters in all of college football. It's time to break out the tiny violins and sing a swan song for our sweet prince, Ron Ferentz, who, after getting terminated. The total in the Iowa Northwestern game has actually gone up. It opened at 29 and a half, and now it's up to 31 and a half. So maybe the Hawks rally for Ferentz and, and get him some points. Just win one for the Gipper. Yeah, they're not out of the like, they might even be the favorite for the Big Ten West at this point. They could win that division easily in the last year. Yeah, I think that was – they got an interim AD in there, Nick. Um, and that was her way, I think, of sending a message early that we're not doing this again. <laughs> like, to step in, step in there and be like, all right, that's enough of this, of being a mockery of college football. Um, so I'll be interested to see what that means for Kirk Ferentz. Does he want to go out and get an OC and try to go, go on a go on a two, three – your run here, or is he just like, you know what? If my son can't coach here, I'm not going to coach here either. I'm out, and does that open the Iowa job 
think it's going to be interesting to follow here over the next few weeks and into December um, to see what he kind of decides to do there. Uh, for offensive coordinator, he Scott Docterman wrote a piece. He covers Iowa for the Athletic. Was pretty much like you know typically he promotes from within. So they've got a they've got like a offensive analyst on there on the staff that's probably going to be the lead candidate to potentially get the job. But I mean, but we'll see. Um, so obviously, for I mean, this Kentucky football podcast, everyone knows Mark Stoops' connection with Iowa football. So get ready for that if that happens. Mm-hmm. That's something we're going to have to monitor. But Kirk is uh, sixty-eight. Like why I I would just step away. He's got do this he's a for couple of years. Yeah, but he's like I think he's near two hundred or three hundred career wins. I think he needs hmm. twelve more, ten more, something like that. That's a career milestone. So maybe he wants to get that. Could he before pass he hangs Hayden it up? Fry? Or has he already? I think he. Let's look that up. Hayden Fry. This is a show on the internet, and we can look stuff up because we're on the internet. <laughs> Hayden Fry is 143, 89, and 6. Kirk's short of that at Iowa. 143, 89, and 6. 143, 89, and 6. That's a good way to sing it so you don't forget. One, 192 and 117. So, yeah, he passed that probably like 2015. So, he's already Iowa's all-time. He's got 192 wins at Iowa, Nick. So, maybe he, he just wanna... tries to – do I want to – Try to get one more year and get to two hundred, or and there, he's a college might, football Hall of Famer already. So, like, and there might be, yeah, there might be some pride in there about guiding them into the new landscape with the new Big Ten coming. So maybe yeah. that's something there. But yeah, well, I mean, we'll just have to see because you're right. He's old. Like how much? How much longer? He's older, gentlemen. How much longer does he want to do this? Uh, he doesn't look his age. The guy's in great shape. Yeah, he that I when I saw he was sixty eight, I was like, oh. Good for you, Kirk. Like Kirk has some old man strength too. He, he'd whoop our ass. He'd whoop my ass. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Like I'm not messing with that guy. He he probably ha- can do that thing too, where he like punches you in like the side of your neck, and you just like pass out instantly. You know, like he knows all of the like weak spots, the vulnerable points in your body, the pressure points that can just drop you like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. So, I don't know. That's just a weird situation. The whole thing is weird. Yeah. That they brought him back is weird. That they set up, the th- like, the 25 points per game thing was weird. Which no, no uh, team new- in the Big Ten West is hitting right now, by the way. And yeah. I think that would rank, like, I, I'm pretty sure all but one team in the SEC is averaging more than that per game. Well, let's look it up right now. CFBstats.com, probably my favorite site on the internet. It's a great site. 25.0 points per game is 86 overall. Northern Illinois is right at that threshold. Mississippi State, who we're going to talk about, is at yep. 25.1, and they're not having a great season on offense. Scott Satterfield, whose, t- whose team just vomits on itself whenever they're in the red zone, they're at 25.3 points per game. So this is not yeah, – but, but they hung 70 on EKU, like it. All right. <laughs> Kentucky is 30.849, number 49 in the country, which is for Kentucky stand. They're getting the 30 is a big deal because it's not something they've done very often under stoops. And so, yeah, it's just the whole thing is was weird. I'll be like, what does Brian Ferentz do? Does anybody hire him? What's next for him? Did we see um, him on ESPN or Fox calling games? Is 
is it weirder than Dabo's call-in show for Monday night? Because that was... I, will we ever get a better call-in show moment ever? I find it hilarious that there are people who are taking Dabo's side. Like, Dabo really owned Tyler from Spartanburg. And it's like, did he? Or was he just kind of a D-bag and let a fan get under his skin? Now, did you listen? Did you listen to the call? Dude, no. the call was when he. You have to him, listen to the call. He, he's a troop, right? So he he did he put up his troop shield. He also put up his Bible shield, and like, I loved when he turned the Bible on him. Because here's the thing: like, uh, we all love the good book. Uh, you can use it for just about anything, right? Like, there's there's a Bible phrase for everything. So like, he pulled out some some Bible verse to like own Dabo and I that was when I was like oh man Dabo's got to be gritting his teeth in the rocks right now it was um that was something man that was something and it and what was his main line was like he just said you're part of the problem and then he said that uh uh what is it appreciation over uh expectation you're putting expectation over appreciation it's like well Dabo you you say all these great things but your team is not even close to that this year. Like, people are going to be mad. That's There's no way around it. So I think it, we had a little case of he doth protest too much because they hit a little close to home when he talked about the program going through an overall slide over the last couple of years and it not just being a one-off. Yeah, Chuck in the chat brings up a great point. Stoops might hire Brian Ferentz to coach the O-line. He's great at that. That would be awkward interactions for us. Some if he <laughs> knows how to use the internet, <laughs> that would be very awkward. Those media scrums might look a little different here in the next couple of years. Uh, but anyway, to Dabo. Oh man. Here, here's the that caller was being a jagoff. Like yeah. he was being a jerk, just to put it bluntly, and. All Dabo had to do was like, listen, buddy, I won you two national championships. That's why they're paying me $11.5 million. We're going through some struggles right now, but we're going to figure out. So you need to either get on this wagon or get, or go cheer for South Carolina. And that, that should have been the call. Yep. Um, instead, he he did the Dabo thing. He just goes on this big rant, and it was very much a dad lecture. Um. Where is, are you there? Are even the lecture you might get from someone who's not your dad that's older, and you just you just say have to sit there and listen to it, and you're like, I don't give a damn. You know, I think of like, um, if you ever got a party busted in college, Nick, and the police come, and oh, they they try to tell you come, about making the right life decisions and all that bull crap. Yeah, what it's got they, they run through all these scenarios with you, and you're just like, dude, okay. Just write me my citation and so I can go to bed. And that's what it felt like. Like, how long is this gonna go? Um, and that was it. Was just wild. I I think Dabo can take. I think some of the national criticism, but I think it. He I understand why he gets a little ticked off when it comes from like the Clemson people. Yeah, uh, because he is kind of Clemson football. If we're being honest, right. um, he's got two national championship rings. They've won eight ACC titles. They've won ten plus games twelve years in a row. Nick. When I was in high school, and then when I was in college, like the big thing was Clemson couldn't do better than eight and four. Clemson they were just like the they were Charlie yeah. Brown. They would run mm-hmm. to the football and miss it, and then he's made them this powerhouse, and they're getting a little 
sick of it, of what's happening this year. It's a bad year. He's got to make some changes. But I think he just got a little aggressive there. I cannot I, – I'd I have to question the radio show. Like, why do they let that collar go for that long? Yeah, why didn't they just cut what him off? What was going on yeah, there? Yeah. 15 seconds in, all right, let's move on. Uh, instead, so, they just let, they let it become a whole ordeal. You bring up a good point because from afar – it's very fun for us to just like talk about how Dabo can't coach unless he's got a generational talent in quarterback. That's fun to do from afar. What's what I I don't think you're getting like this. You're seeing it similarly where the scrutiny is much more um, harsh at the epicenter of it, right? And we're seeing the same thing with Kentucky right now. Um, because, like, Heath, he, he brought up a good question. Like, well, do they need offensive line coach? Right now, like, the, I, I know that people don't want to hear this, but, like, nationally, like, Kentucky's doing what most people expect Kentucky to do, which is be a hard out, maybe upset a few teams, but just, like, be, like, a middle-of-the-pack SEC team. And we have a lot of very angry people right now. Um who, like, asking about Yenzer as a coach, like, the offensive line has been very good this year. Like, we went in yeah, this year. Yeah, he's earned, he's earned an extra year for how they all That's what I mean, yeah. Like, like, like well, he's not recruiting. Like, like I, I find on KS board sometimes, especially when it comes to recruiting, there's a lot of just, like, I need to be mad at something. And, like, yeah. it's like, like what, what does Zach Yenzer have to do to make you happy? Like, He's not recruiting good enough. And it's like, well, Cam Dooley just decommitted. He was a, a, a Yenzer recruit. Like, there was another, you know, Yenzer's trying to get a four-star former Michigan State commit. Like, it, maybe he doesn't land him. But, like, I I don't know. I, I do think there's a lot of just, like, I need to be very mad right now, which I get. Like, Kentucky's in a three-game losing streak. But also, I just can't. I can't live my life that way. I can't stay mad the whole time. And I'm not going to just, like, Oh, Zach Yenzer stinks. It's like, oh, that, that just feels like a little misplaced. Yeah, it feels like a little yeah. misplaced anger right Yeah, I mean, the finding Dylan Ray and him being a good, solid, full-time starter for you, he's played left and right guard, like that is – that's what Kentucky – that's kind of what they've built this on. Was that's finding what they needed a like year that. ago too, you know. Like. So, you know, so like – Yenzer's earned, like, he's earned the extra. And, like, with, before we say the preseason, we're going to learn, was it Scangarello or Yenzer? As we're learning through this year to me, Nick, it would, seems like a lot of that was Scangarello. You had a tweet that had all of the pressures over yeah. SEC play. And the pressure rate has been, what, right around 10%, except for the Missouri game? I think seven uh, – yeah, the only bad one was the Missouri game. Everyone else has like been 40. under thirty. Uh, every game else has been under thirty, I believe. And thirty's uh, like kind of the benchmark. If you're under thirty, that's really good. Um, I think Georgia was right hovering around that, but they've stopped. Uh, that that stopped. They've held up well against most pass rushes they've seen this year outside of Missouri. So they've done a good job. And in the run game, they're going to have a thousand yard rusher. Like Ray Davis is going to end up with 1,200, 1,300 yards. So they're might, might be the leader in the SEC. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> some good stuff in the run game as well. Like they're, I just don't. They're also like we thought they might be the weakest link of the team, and it's we're not even talking about them right now. Yeah, no, exactly. Like they, they haven't been bad. Like there's other areas that 
you know, you can argue like need to be addressed. That That's one that I've just seen a little bit on our board that I, I don't quite understand. Uh, but I do understand the frustration stuff. Kentucky's in the middle of a three-game losing streak, and they're getting ready to go to a place that things things haven't gone well. They Say have the not gone well. Um, but here, there is some good news. If you've never been before, it's not the worst drive. And you can get last-minute tickets right now at Game Time by going to GameTime.co or downloading the Game Time app, the fastest way and easiest way to get last-minute tickets to all the games. And I know there are seats available. All you got to do is scroll through the section, find which one you want to be in, boom. I, I found this out today, too, like it. Um, they have a 110% guarantee where if you find a ticket in the same section, in the same row on another app that's cheaper, they'll – Give you your money back, 110%. It's the game time guarantee. It's the best place to get all of your last-minute tickets and deals, whether it's Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball starting up. And let's be honest, I know there's going to be some empty seats at Rep Arena that you can just hop on over there to. So game time app, promo code KSR, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase, and they do a flash sales at the last minute too to make sure you can get in, door, in the door for the best price available at game time. Uh, down in Starkville, like it. We know them as ringing cowbells. They're also bringing back their uh, uniforms from 98, which I love this like it because that was their high benchmark team, right? Like that was the one team that went to the SEC championship. It was a bad SEC West that year. That's <laughs> it. Uh, and Kentucky actually beat them that year. I want to say it was in Starkville too, but I know uh, that I cannot confirm, but I can confirm Kentucky got the win over Mississippi State in 98. And I want to say that that was when Couch like set up a game-winning field goal, like his time was expiring. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I'm pretty sure that game was in Lexington. We're looking it up right now. Okay, uh, November seventh, nineteen ninety-eight. Cats thirty-seven, dogs thirty-five. Okay, yeah, field goal at the last minute. Sorry, Matty G, we did start early today. I apologize. Just we're in Lexington. I don't want to be here all night. Uh, I was talking to Brad White earlier. Uh, optimistic. They're they're trying to keep it optimistic, like it, which uh, makes me want to ask you this question: Is there some loser talk going around right now, uh, the Kentucky football facility, or or is this the way? Like, is having a positive mindset a good thing to have going into uh, a game against a team that you should be? Like, did you you want your your boys confident that they can get the job done? I haven't listened to Brad White yet, but I heard Tuesday in offense um, and Mark Stoops Monday. They sound a little too chippy for a team that just lost to Tennessee. That, do you think I'm wrong on that? So, I do, but at the same time, like, some of the things – like Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not I mean, in the locker room, gonna, so – Like, what right, else are I'm, you going to say? Yeah. You know, when we ask you, like, hey, the offense looked better, what worked? You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm not. You don't want to just. You don't want it to be a place of dread, obviously. Um, so maybe it's just something we just got to move on. Like let's just move on. We got a bunch of games left. It's the third in a row. Mm-hmm. It was a little uh, weird when today JJ Weaver's like, "Well, what's the mindset?" And it's like, "Man, football's supposed to be fun. Sometimes you just got to laugh." And I'm like, "Oh." It's a little rough, but I get what they're saying. Like, I, I think part of the Kentucky defensive struggles, uh, maybe making mountains out of molehills and pressing a little bit. Like, yeah. Especially like the, you know, they had played poorly. Like, they got their ass kicked at Georgia. 
they did all right against Missouri, like statistically, but the short fields just killed them. They couldn't get off the field. And so they go in, they got this Tennessee team that they know is just like, oh, they're going to go fast. And maybe they just got a little too tight, uh, for the lack of a better term. So, um, they've been, yeah, I don't, so maybe I, a little bit of a positive mindset can go a long way against a bad, bad Mississippi State team. I think defensively, they've played three top 20 offenses in a row. Um, Carson Beck was on Dane Brugler's top 50 big board today, Nick. Um, he's putting together a really, really good season. He's been really good. They can throw that football, Georgia can. That's as, This is as good as they've ever thrown it under Kirby Smart. So that's explainable. Mm-hmm. Missouri's got a top 10 passing offense. That's explainable. Yeah. Tennessee does not have a good passing offense by the numbers. Nope. But they have a scheme that gives Kentucky all kinds of issues. Three years in a row, um, it's all been all three year. That game three years in a row has started with a Tennessee fifty plus yard touchdown in five plays. Yeah, um, two passes and one run. They just can't figure them out for whatever reason. So maybe you just kind of have to flush it down the toilet. Um, so that's what I was I was thinking. Maybe that's just what they're doing. They're just you know they got we got beat. Let's not sulk over it. Let's move on. Specifically, offensively, I think... Before we move on real quick, I I don't think that Kentucky created any turnovers either in those three games. Am I, am I mistaken there? Uh, Harrison had a, two picks. He had a pick against Georgia and a pick against Missouri. I completely blanked on the one against Missouri. Uh, early but, in the game. But I do think that... The, yeah, you're right. It was early in the game that set up that quick score that went up 14 nothing. But I do think that that can be a big part of it. My question for you, though... Do we think that – I think Mike Wright has Kentucky's number. Because I know there's some Kentucky <laughs> fans that are certainly thinking that, right? Like, Because not only did he have the 100-plus rushing and passing yard game last year um, in that game-winning touchdown drive, but people forget he came in late in that 2021 game, and he, like, was annoying as hell. He strung together some long drives. It was 31-3. to Two fourth down. Two fourth yeah. down conversions. Yeah, and then they, of, they put then he threw on the two board. touchdowns um, that that ended that game where it, it didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth because they still won, but it was just like, oh come on, what the hell? So do do we? It, is Mike Wright, Brad White's kryptonite? Say that five times fast. Is Mike Wright, Brad White's kryptonite? <laughs> they did not have a good plan, or they the plan they had they did not execute well for Wright last year. That was very disappointing. But Kentucky lost that game because they only scored 21 points against a bad, bad, bad Vandy defense. So they were in a position where they could get beat by Wright. And if Ox doesn't have the hands of the face penalty, we're not really talking about it, right? True. Yeah. There was There's some situations there. They're up big the first time Wright comes in. And then freshman year he made a couple plays, but it was like Wildcat quarterback in Kentucky was even up big in that game. So it's been kind of unique. Like when you, I, I pulled the numbers this week, and it's nothing like anything crazy. It's like seven yards per attempt, six yards of rush. I mean, it's not like he's totally just Lamar Dominating. Jackson, yeah, Jackson yeah. them. So, to me, Nick, I look at it. Mike Wright's a career under sixty, I think, completion percentage guy. Mm-hmm. Kentucky can't force any com- incompletions. Like, let's see some incompletions this week. Yeah, yeah, no, that and. The other part of it too is I didn't I, the run fifty five point seven percent overall in his career on two hundred sixteen throws. Let's yeah. uh yeah. let's see some incompletions this week. 
He's uh, 50% in his two starts this year for State. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been good for them. And, you know, that matters, right? It's a little bit different uh, when Vaney spread out offense versus a pro-style offense that Mississippi State's trying to run. Um, and uh, the, the other part of it, though, is the, the discipline in the run game. I mean, that, that's one thing that J.J. brought up is like a lot of ice. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This year's game was like three plays. You know, it was Ray Davis popping that big run early. Mike Wright popping a big run. And uh, Nan, and I fourth, remember the, the fourth the, down. Yeah. Yeah. And the fourth down one. But like the Mike Wright one, it was like everybody, like JJ got greedy and crashed down on the read option and just let him like that guy run free. You know, it's like, you know, I, I believe it was JJ, whoever it was crashed down real hard. So you weren't very like I don't I don't want to say you were they were pretty undisciplined a week ago against Tennessee um, when it came to fitting the run and you know as White said some of that might have to do with the stress of playing the tempo and you know you you mentally get fatigued when you can't you don't your mind doesn't have time to reset and think through your reads before every single play but I, like really a lot of this game even if they do have Woody Marks back at running back who's been out for a couple of weeks now just he missed one game one full game just one full okay but even if they haven't back a lot of this is going to be like all right can you just prove to me that you can contain Mike Wright and make him throw the football to beat you cuz like yeah i mean that's 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 a lot of it like just make, just make him do that and they're going to struggle to score points they've scored two offensive touchdowns the last Eight quarters with right in there. And what a game doing it, though. <laughs> it was good enough to beat Arkansas. And then uh, it wasn't good enough this last week. Against Auburn, they just haven't been good offensively. They're going through a huge scheme change. An offense that wants to play a lot of two, a lot of tight ends. They don't have any tight ends. Um, so that's causing issues. They have personnel that's built yeah, to run an air raid. They don't have, at Georgia, you know, he transferred yeah. it after the year. They don't have an air, you know, an air at all. They actually have two good receivers, I think, a Tulu Griffin and Xavion Thomas, but the scheme just isn't working for them. Tolu Smith uh, plays for not Tolu Smith. Tu- Tulu Griffin. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I got my Tolu and to my Tulu mixed up. I apologize. You know me. I love to mix up Mississippi. Yeah. you know, SEC basketball yeah. coach. Just, so. but just listen to these point totals, Nick. They had twenty-four. Um, in regulation against Arizona, they had 14 in regulation against LSU. We all know about that LSU defense. They had 30 against South Carolina, but that was a game where Tulu Griffin, half of his receiving yards this year, nearly all of them came against Carolina. They, there was one game, their passing game really looked good. They had 17 against Alabama, 7 against Arkansas, 13 against Auburn. This team is not scoring the football on offense. Um, they are 100th in success rate, Nick. Um, which is, I believe, yeah. 12th or 13th in the SEC. So they're 100? In, they're 113th in success rate, excuse me, which is 13th in the SEC. Well, what's funny is they're 120th in pass defense, too. I, do, I did remember that one. I didn't have they are, so they are really bad. They are dead last in completion opponent's completion percentage. 
Hmm. You know, they're having a lot of the same problems as Kentucky in that they're just giving up, like, what some would say, they're playing soft zone. They're just getting a lot of underneath completions. And it's just like, what is going on? Uh, offensively, they they just have not been good this year. Um, they have gotten some explosive plays, both in the run and the pass, uh, but they're moving at a slow pace, number 118th in plays per game, 61 snaps per game. Um, and they're not finishing drives in the red zone, um, 82nd in red zone touchdown percentage. So it's just not a good offense. I mean, just put it bluntly. And without Rodgers, it's, it's not as good with right in there. Mm-hmm. And so this is a – this should be a – on paper, this should be a bounce-back spot for Kentucky's defense, but we have to see them go do it. And it's a road game, and it's at night, and it's going to be a charged-up place. I mean, the, the fan base you get online doesn't have a lot of buzz, but this feels like something where come Saturday there'll be night kickoff, 98 reunion. Jackie Sherrill, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll end up being a good – it'll end up being a good atmosphere. Um, Tennessee, or it's Tennessee. Mississippi State is very much on the verge of a 4-8 and eight season when you kind of look at the schedule. Kentucky at A&M. And then they Mississippi to close the year, and I can't remember the third team they they have mixed in there. Um, but it very much four and eight is very much on the table. And then if that happens, they might move on from Arnett. You never know. But um, this is a big game for them because they at home they've got a chance to get this like this one more win pretty much locks Arnett in I think for next year. Okay, um, so I, I was wondering how hot you thought his seat might get because the. I the think he's I fine, didn't... but if he goes four and eight, it's a conversation. Southern Miss is the other team they play. That'll probably get them five and seven, one and seven. Um, so he could get to six if he picks off one. So like this is, and they have a long bowl streak um, going, Nick, because they went every year with Moorhead. They win a bowl game every year with Mullen. You're talking back till Sylvester Croom. Their bowl streak. I mean, it's a long. It's one of the longer ones in college football right now. That would be that. That's in danger heading into November. The um, thing I didn't realize, too, is that they had more turnover at the athletic director position, too. And anytime you get yeah, a new boss, hire him. yeah, yeah uh, that's always something to worry about. But I do want to talk a little bit about Mississippi State's defense, too. Um, this 3-3-5 used to really be a pain in the ass. Real big pain in the ass. It gave Cohen a ton of fits in 21. Uh, last year, it gave Scangarello fits. Um, it, I think Kentucky ended up scoring 28, but I threw a pick six too. Yeah. So the, it creates a lot of confusion. And when we were having conversations uh, in the off season, I mean, we were talking about like, can somebody please hire Zach Garnett to go elsewhere? We did not think he would get promoted, but that's still somehow got still him worked. out of the job. Yeah. Um, and I, like I'm, I'm over the moon because this is not, the same defense that it once was, and I, I, I can't, I don't, I don't get it. Like it, I, I don't understand it. I'm not mad about it, but like, I, I'm glad that it's not giving teams as many fits as it did in the past because it, it, it messed with Kentucky as good as anybody. No doubt. Yeah. 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 Zach Arnett promoted Matt Brock to defensive coordinator. He's a young 30-something, but he never worked for Rocky Long, which is where this defense originated from. Mm -hmm. His only association to it was with, to my knowledge, was with Arnett Arnett, in Starkville. So he's trying to run this, and it's just not working uh, very well. 96 in points per drive, 100th in success rate, uh, 100 like they're not getting havoc, 115th in passes defended per game, 93rd in red zone touchdown percentage. They're in the 100s and 3rd and 4th down efficiency. 
it's just a bad defense, Nick. And when you kind of look at the outputs, um, they gave up 24 points to Arizona, but Arizona had five turnovers in that ball game, <laughs> and, and damn near won the game. Outside yeah, of won it. outside of that Arizona game, they're not forcing any turnovers. They forced five turnovers in the other seven games. Um, they just had half of them come in one game. LSU, 41 points. Jaden Daniels threw for 300, over 340 yards. South Carolina, 37 points. Spencer Rattler had a 90% completion rate, averaged like 12, 13 yards per attempt. Like had his best game of the season. Even South Carolina's struggling running game had a good game. Bama ranked 40 on uh, Mississippi State, and they've had some offensive issues at times this year. Western Michigan scored 28, and their quarterback had a big game, uh, over 270 yards throwing the football. Auburn, who could not nick, like could not if you if they played uh, seven on seven with no defense and they played a, a simulated game, I'm not sure they would throw for 300 yards. Uh, what we've seen from Auburn's passing game, and they averaged nearly nine yards per attempt and could not be stopped in the first half. So yeah. uh, outside of Arkansas, every passing game that has played this defense has gotten right. Um, and that's why Danny almost got fired after that Arkansas game because that was <laughs> how bad that was. And so they, they've had really – this is the worst defense I think Kentucky has played uh, for Mississippi State since Stoops has been here. The only one that other comes close is that 2016 one with Peter Sermon. Um, and they Kentucky ended up scoring like 40 points. That was the McGinnis game. So they had a huge game against them. Oh, this people is, forget that Louisville and Mississippi State yeah, switched defense traded, coordinators. Yeah. Yep. Mississippi tra- State won that trade. For Peter Sermon. <laughs> yeah. Mississippi State won that trade. And then Kentucky hasn't been a favorite down here during this streak. So this is the first time they've been a favorite. This is the first time they've played a defense that's bad. And Devin Leary has experience against this defense. Yep. NC State ran a 3-3-5 defense. So he went up against it every day in practice. He's played down in Starkville in 2021. He threw for 300-something yards. Yeah. He averaged – aside from an interception early on, like they gave up a – they gave up a 100-yard kickoff return on the opening kickoff and was just playing from behind the whole game. Um. Which is Tula Griffin. He's dangerous at that, so Kentucky's going to have to be hesitant in the kicking game. But uh, kick it out of the end zone, chance for like to me, that's kind of what this game is all about. The defense is probably just they're going to have issues. They're going to give up completions, and whatnot. But to me, more so, this game is about Kentucky's offense and this passing game. We've seen them ru- go run wild against a competent SEC defense in Florida. Mm-hmm. And and Missouri. I mean, they really ran the ball well against Missouri. We've seen them spin that thing against a competent SEC defense in Tennessee. Like so, we've seen it all now. Now, can you put it together against Nick? This is the worst team they've played since Vanderbilt. It's the worst offense they've played since Vanderbilt. It's the worst defense they've played since Vanderbilt. Like this is a game they should go, go down there go win. and win. You got to win. Suck. Kentucky hasn't won there since two thousand eight. Three-game losing streak. Mark Stoops has never beat an SEC West team on the road. Like, this is – you have to break yeah. that stupid streak. You and most to. notably, you should go down here and score 30-something points. Like, to me, that's what it is. Like, if you go and score 24 points, you're going to win this game. Um, if you go and score 30-plus, you're probably going to win by double digits. So, just go do it, right? Just, yeah. like, let's just go do it. Just go do it. That Tennessee game cannot be a flash in the pan. Like, that – the offensive output that we saw against the Vols this is where you kind of put your foot on the gas. 
in leading that 2021 season, he was down in Starkville second week of the year. The reason why he got all of the offseason accolades is because in his final five games, he either threw for 300 yards or he had four passing touchdowns in every one of those games. He really cranked it up in November, was firing on all cylinders. They need to, they need to run that back, right? Like, there's no – like, you need – maybe – I mean, it doesn't have to be identical, but you got to go score some points. Like, there, uh-huh. there, there's no really – other way around it, like that. That's that's where we're, that's the point we're at in this season. Um, go do it. <laughs> go score some points because uh, you've got the tools. You've seemingly figured it out. Finally, now it's time to to do it on a regular basis and produce a few fireworks in the month of November. Yeah, Leary, his last five games in 2021 at NC State, 65.7 percent completion rate, 8.8 yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Um, so that was the Leary that everyone was excited about coming to Kentucky, and we saw a glimpse of that, I think, against Tennessee. Um, and the only game he did throw for 300 yards was against North Carolina when they completed a 13-point comeback in the last three minutes of the game, yeah. um, which may, might have been his best performance Wait, in college. North Carolina, Mac Brown's North Carolina blew a game, which, by the way, Mac, You've lost two games as a double-digit favorite at home. I mean, I know we're not one to talk right now, like it. Hey, George Tech one was away, but yeah. Well, no. Okay. Nevertheless, double-digit favorites, and they're losing. And, like, blowing huge leads. To sub-70 power rating teams in the ACC. And now they're going to go and let With Drake May. Stupid ACC title game. With Drake May, who Brugler had number one overall on his big board. he was going like, I, I could already hear it early on in the year, but like Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. After about two weeks, it was like, anybody notice that Caleb Williams is really at his best when he's not operating within the offensive system? It's just like play breaks down, he ad libs and does something awesome. It's like Drake May, he knows how to offer, operate within a scheme, and it's like, yeah, well, I can see what you know. They're gonna pick Drake May over him, and then there's gonna be yeah. there's gonna be when just wait till March. When, like, in between, like, a Wednesday in March when draft talk really starts heating up, Stephen is, <laughs> is going to be losing his damn mind. Like, you mean to tell me you're going to take Drake May over Caleb Williams? And, and, yeah, like, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, the, just the one thing that comment. sucks is we are going to have Piper going, da, 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 da. Like, I really hate that we're going to miss out on that this year. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's the one I forgot because they laid off McShay, didn't they? Yeah, he's like doing stuff with the ringer. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Priscilla, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I yeah, I mean, State. back Kiss to Mississippi ass. State. Kiss our ass, they just need, <laughs> They need to win this game, Nick. Like, this is a good matchup. They're the better team. This is a game I think Kentucky should. The only what reason I think that they should be nervous or tight is if there's just like a plus two or more turnover differential. Because um, even Arizona, they Mississippi State squeaked by Arizona. They were they had forced five takeaways um, <laughs> and still barely won that game. Every other – Nick, they, this this is a program that is one and nine against the spread as a home underdog since 2019. This is a spot they do not do not perform well in. Kentucky's never been favored in this spot, so hopefully that's what is needed to turn the mojo here. But this is a game they really need to win, and it's – Kentucky still has a chance to end this season on a high note. But and I think a lot of that is tied to the passing game. 
Like if you get that passing game humming, the uh, the vibes going in the bowl game are going to be good. Wait, no matter where you're, no matter where you're going. Um, but you've got like this is the one you got to get. Like you need to go down there. The wet. Last I checked, the weather's going to be good. Like you need to go down there and throw that thing around the yard, get the run game going again, and score some points. And if you do that, you're just you're going to be fine um, in this game. But if you don't do, and I think if you if you don't do that, then you're in trouble. Uh, it's just a they just need to win this. They got to yeah. get this. Don't even this one game dark cloud off their head. Don't want to look past anybody um, to the final four game stretch. Just got to get this one. Mm-hmm. If you think those trends are going to hold too, you want to get a little action on the game. FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Go ahead and download it right now. Put in the promo code PERSONNEL when you sign up. Make a $5 money on wager. Win it and get $150 in bonus bets. So if you haven't signed up for FanDuel yet, you can get some nice juice right there for the Cats. All you got to do is make a $5 money on wager. If they win, you get an extra $150 on top of that in bonus bets when you play with FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. And look at, I like, too, they've got college basketball coming up right around the corner. They're offering a UK Futures promo where if you make a future wager, whether it's like Cats to win the SEC, you know, Cats to the Final Four, if you make a 50-plus dollar future wager, they're going to give you $10 in bonus bets every time Kentucky wins in the month of November. So they play seven games. Most of those are at home. I, th- I think the only t- difficult game there is uh, Kansas uh, in the Champions Classic and the rest. I mean, you know how November basketball is. So it's a way for you to rack up some extra money in bonus bets when you play with FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash personnel. Must be 21 over and present in Kentucky to play real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus bets issued is non-withdrawable deposit. Must be used within seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, this is usually where we give our single game parlay like it, but as we mentioned before, Zach Arnett's a coward and he's afraid to share anything. So there Well, I'll say, I'll say this. This is going to be the Devin Leary is here parlay. We are going over on passing yards. We are going over on passing touchdowns. We are going over on the Kentucky team total, which I think is at 23.5 or 24.5 right now, Nick. Uh, so that, those are the three we're going over, and then we're going to look at some receiver props too. Yeah. This this is the game he gets going. And so we'll, we'll, we'll I'm ca- calling the shot now. Yeah. Calling we'll the shot now, but that's what it's going to be. Friday or Saturday, and we're going to – we've been so close to cracking the codes on one of these things. I, I did hit a single-game parlay with Monday Night Football, so – I mean, we're hot, right? When you're hot, you squat, and we're going to get hot, and we're finally going to nail one of these damn things. Yeah, I mean, if Jimmy G had – I also, Lions minus seven on Monday. If Jimmy G had any accuracy, <laughs> I was going to be in a tight spot because of those Lions turnovers deep Ooh, yeah. in the red zone and the pick six. The and pick then six. They had, I had, they had Devontae over. Adams wide open like three times. Oh, yeah, a 98-yard touchdown, 68-yard touchdown. Uh, shout out to Jimmy G for sucking. He's getting benched for Aiden O'Connell, uh, a, a former member of the Brom squad, the Purdue Brommer maker. And uh, Champ Kelly is the interim GM with the Raiders right. now. So I know he's interviewed for a couple of GM jobs. So hopefully, interviewed for like, the Raiders last time, and they, they offered him that job. I mean, he took that. He had um, – I think he had one last cycle too. That was 
he was, you know, one of the last three candidates or something. So hopefully this gets him in the mix. And I just working for the Raiders, it's not a long term success plan, career, you know. Just Josh are- McDaniels, I mean, have, have you he ever seen sucks. someone fail so bad? <laughs> he <laughs> coaching job. Also, how could he be that good? Like, did Belichick just cover up all of his awfulness? Like, I don't, I don't know how you can. Yeah. I, I, I mean, calling play, calling plays for Tom Brady certainly helps. Uh, but like, the, Mac Jones had his best year under McDaniels, so it might just be a thing where it's like, hey, dude, just worry about the o- offense. But if he has to worry about anything else, he just can't. Well, do I mean, it. they went and signed Hunter Renfro to like this huge extension, and then just don't throw him. His passing yard prop the other night was six and a half yards. He's getting paid I mean, like eighty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, them over the last few years have just been uh, the worst drafting team. Um, specifically, like when Mayock was there, they just were Cleveland reaching. Feral, that was, that was re- terrible. Reaching was like, even this, even this year, they took Ty, uh, the Tyree Wilson guy from Texas Tech, who's got what, what's the back injury or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was a guy I wasn't as high on as the consensus. Uh, I'd have to look back and see what they're what they did trade wise there, but that that just didn't make sense. Uh, they, you know, we'll see what happens with O'Connell, but. You know, they, it just seems like an organization that they don't know what they're doing, uh, mm. for sure. So maybe Champ could get in there and like knock some sense in those fools, uh, do some head busting. Yeah, just start yeah. drafting better. That'll fix a lot of your issues. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, they got lucky with Crosby because mm. that just kind of fell into their lap, really. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Maxin. Well, Ma- Max Shun, uh, with Max Crosby. Um, we got uh, pigskin preview coming up tomorrow, but we don't preview Thursday games. I've already placed a wager on Troy minus five and a half in the rivalry game against South Alabama. It was a big win at Texas State. Nick, did you know Troy's quarterback is on pace to throw for about 3,500 yards and their running back is on pace to run for like 1,500 yards? They're having a big year offensively down there. After last year, they just won with nothing but defense. So, yeah, I mean, Summerall could be 20 and four by the end of this year or something like that, especially if they win Saturday. Um, it's a, a, it's a Thursday night. There. Thursday night football. So we've yeah. got we have a Kentucky exhibition. We've got Thursday night football, Troy USA, and then we've got Amazon Will Levis versus yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. He's got TJ Watt coming for his ass, which that really could like. There's it could get ugly for uh, William like that. That has the, what? What's the what's the total there? Let's. That, I think it's forty three. Well, it smells like an under, like a hold your nose and just. Or not forty three. I think it's like thirty seven. Ooh, that's uh, that's too. Old. I'm I'm on uh, the the team. I'm not a big fan of Nick the the Steelers minus two and a half there. Steelers awful loss. Levis's first start, his first or for second start, first road start. Had that big game, but a lot of that was just big plays. Um, I like the this short week. For Levis, I like the Steelers. I, actually, that might actually help Levis a short week, um, but I like the Steelers. Less at time home. to like revel in his success, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, less less time for the Steelers to kind of like do their game prep. The totals uh, in at thirty six and a half. Sheesh. Yeah, I like the Steelers laying two and a half there, um, but but that's I mean the Titans scored more than seventeen. I wouldn't feel good about that. Right. No, uh, well, because. The, th- the problem with the Steelers is they just do this thing where, like, they suck 
and then you look up and all of a sudden it's like wait it's it, was it only down by a touchdown? Like, yeah, okay, it was just like time for a comeback. And then Sunday they had like five three and outs in a row to start the game or, or something. Yeah, and then I mean, you looked they, up they, and George Pickens scores a touchdown. It's like, oh, they might, <laughs> they might they win this. And then, but then Kenny got hurt, and then Mitch Trubisky's throwing picks in the triple coverage downfield, and you're like, damn it. So the one he threw to the, I mean, it was almost like he just threw it right at the safety. I mean, the safety just stayed there. <laughs> Oh man! It I mean, it, it was almost like the ball just had a magnet on that safety's chest, and it just went yeah. right to him. See, this is rich coming from you, freaking Joe Burrow's back on his BS, and you're just dogging the steel. You know, I'm a happy man right now. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> when Joe Burrow's playing like that, it makes the the Sundays at Luckett House are very very fun. Well, when that's oh. the football I'm getting from the Bengals, and I'm very very excited to get back from Starkville for Sunday Night Football this week. Very, very it's gonna exciting. Be, it's going to be a big one. Bill's Getting Bengals. roosters on the way home, and I'm going to have a Sunday night here in Mount Washington. <laughs> well, uh, we've had a good time with you all. We started a little bit early. We had technical issues, and you all stuck around with us. We appreciate it so much. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you subscribe, if you like. And if the Cats won this weekend, that would be pretty awesome too. Good luck in Starkville, Mr. Luckett. Uh, go Cats and go Croker. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.